Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal. It is the start of another week. It's the start of a Champions League week. Of course, Arsenal in action against Sevilla in a couple of days at the Emirates. Um, big game that. Real chance for Arsenal. I'm not sure, and I was trying to work this out, if Arsenal can actually qualify. I think they can, maybe. I probably need to look in a little bit closer. My maths isn't the best it is, but I think Arsenal can qualify this week. Or if they can't, they can take a huge, huge step towards qualifying this week after four games, which will be a big, big boost. So that's on Wednesday. I'll be heading to London Colney tomorrow. Um, first, the open training in the morning. We'll get a look about 15 minutes or so of who is training ahead of that game. And then it's in for the press conference early afternoon, which Mikel Arteta and the player will be speaking. And given what's gone on in the last 24, 48 hours or so, could be quite interesting to see what they all have to say. Um, I mean, that continues to rumble on. Obviously, we'll talk about that in today's show. There's been big developments in the last 24 hours since my last episode. Um, Arsenal released a statement, of course, back in Mikel Arteta, which we'll talk about. Um, we'll look at some of the sort of online reaction in terms of some of the big voices who are having their say of the usual suspects, the Sky Sports pundits all getting involved, having their say. I'll give my thoughts on that. Uh, look a little bit ahead to that severe game as well, looking at who could potentially feature for Arsenal. Look at Bakai Saka's form as well. So lots to talk about. So let's get going, shall we? And we'll start with the big news, of course, that Arsenal released a statement yesterday Um following the events at St. James's Park at the weekend and following Mikel Arteta's fiery outburst, shall we say, in his media interviews after that game where he really, really slammed VAR and the officiating, causing it a disgrace and embarrassment and all sorts. And Arsenal released a statement yesterday saying, Arsenal Football Club wholeheartedly supports Mikel Arteta's post-match comments after yet more unacceptable refereeing and VAR errors on Saturday evening. We'd also like to acknowledge the huge effort and performance from our players and travelling supporters in James's Park. The Premier League is the best league in the world with the best players, coaches and supporters, all of whom deserve better. PGMOL urgently needs to address the standard of officiating and focus on action, which moves us all on from retrospective analysis, attempted explanations and apologies. We support the ongoing efforts of Chief Refereeing Officer Howard Webb and would welcome working together to achieve the world-class officiating standards that our league demands. So very, very forthright comments there from Arsenal. There would have been a lot of meetings going on before this statement was brought out. Probably legal were heavily involved in it as well. And I think it was it's a pretty unprecedented statement. Obviously, Liverpool did something similar recently after what happened at White Hart Lane. But for Arsenal, I can't really remember something like this there would have been a lot of thinking put into it I'm sure Arsenal would have known that this sort of statement would not exactly receive widespread support from a lot of the footballing community it would from the fan base the Arsenal fan base and it has from the Arsenal fan base and quite rightly so because Arsenal fans are feeling very very aggrieved at what happened at the weekend um, but sort of outside the Arsenal bubble shall we say this sort of thing was always going to 
draw a lot of comments and a lot of negativity towards Arsenal. We've seen it already from the big name pundits. Like I said, Gary Neville, Michael Owen, Alan Shearer. I've seen speaking about it in the last 24 hours or so. Um, but Arsenal would have expected that. And they've still gone ahead and done this anyway, which I think says a lot about how they're feeling about what happened on Saturday night and how they, you know, as they say, absolutely want to throw their weight of support behind Mikel Arteta because what Arteta did certainly put himself in the spotlight. We're waiting to see if there are going to, if there is going to be any action taken against Mikel Arteta. I would suspect there is, but we haven't heard yet whether his comments have got himself in very sort of hot water with the powers that be. But Arsenal wanted to support him and I can understand exactly why they wanted to support him because, as I said, they feel very, very aggrieved and they should feel very, very aggrieved for what happened at the weekend because it was, as they say, unacceptable. I said it in yesterday's show and I absolutely stand by what I had to say in that. You know, there was no way that that goal should have been given. Absolutely should have been ruled out for the foul. You strip it all back, take out the offside, take out the had the ball got out of play. It was a foul. It was a clear and obvious foul. Two hands on the back. I ref- don't care what anyone says, and I'm going to get on to Gary Neville in a minute. That is a foul. All day long, it is a foul, and it shouldn't have been given. Bruno Gramares absolutely shouldn't have been on the pitch for over half of that football match. You know, Possibly Kai Havertz, he could have gone as well. I accept that. I think he was very, very lucky. It was a reckless tackle. It wasn't the worst tackle when you actually look at the contact and all that sort of stuff. But had he had gone, he probably couldn't have complained. I don't think Arsenal could have complained. But it was right on the borderline. Bruno Guimaraes, however, that is not borderline. That is a red card. That has to be a red card. You cannot go around smashing someone with your forearm. That is violent conduct. It's always been violent conduct and it always will be violent conduct. How he stayed on that pitch, I have no idea. Arsenal should have been playing against a Newcastle side for 10 men for 45 minutes of that game. So add it all up. All of that added up. You can understand why they're so angry. You can understand why Arteta was so angry and you can understand why the club want to support Mikel Arteta, which is what they've done. It's an interesting move. As I said, it's a brave move in a way because they knew this would gonna they were going to come in for criticism for this. They would have absolutely known that, but they probably feel that enough is enough and you can't just keep accepting these sort of things happening. And if I think we've seen sometimes if you do take this sort of action, Potentially, it might work in your favour a little bit further down the line. You know, whether this, the change that they're demanding now and the action that they're demanding now happens, we'll have to wait and see. But whether this ends up working in Arsenal's favour in terms of any future decisions, again, that might be the case. I'm not saying that's why they've done it, but I don't think it can hurt. Sometimes you need to show that you've been wronged. And Arsenal have certainly shown that they've been wrong here. And, you know, the Arsenal fan base, as I've said, have widely supported this is one here from tdtm82 uh says i'm still fuming still i'm so proud of the club for backing arteta's statement well done to edu and the team for backing everything that's said and from you know looking at my timeline looking at my social media looking at the comments i've received that is the general view of the arsenal supporters and again i think arsenal would have thought long and hard about that before putting this statement out they want to show to their supporters that they're not just going to sit back and allow this sort of thing to happen if they feel wronged, if they think that things need to improve. And it's obvious that things need to improve. You know, just Arsenal saying it doesn't mean, you know, it, it's far wider than this. It's far wider than just Arsenal. Look at Wolves. And I said this in yesterday's episode. Look at what's been happening to them this season. The decisions that have gone against them. The decision again at the weekend that went against them. 
it's just not acceptable. There needs to change. There needs to be improvement. There needs to be reform in how PGMO operates, how they are accountable, how they train up these officials, and it needs to get better. And until it does, we're going to see this in, sort of happening. So, you know, in a way, I feel like the football community, rather than sort of pouring scorn on Arsenal for taking this sort of stance, it needs to be a they need to be supporting Arsenal in this sort of stance because if it doesn't, then there is going to be no change. Nothing's going to happen. It's just going to continue. We're going to see these mistakes continue and it's just going to be an ongoing process. And I don't think people like Gary Neville, Jamie Carragher, Michael Owen are absolutely are helping in this regard. I mean, Gary Neville, I don't know, he's, he's becoming a bit sort of parody of himself. He's obviously he's a huge figure. He's a very influential figure in football because of his job, because of how high profile he is. And yet he's almost, when he's on social media now, and you look at his reaction to what's gone on in the last 24 hours, so he's like, he's deliberately baiting the Arsenal fans with some of his comments and what he's saying, you know, talking about Tottenham and Havertz and everything like that, rather than actually focusing on the proper issue here, and that is the standard of officiating in this, in this thing. He's He's baiting Arsenal fans and it just feels, feels really odd to me. And you can look at what he's had to say and the statements he's put out. And I mean, some of the stuff here is just farcical, really. Um, talking about how I played for a club where the manager went mad after games. And we felt a decision had gone against us. You feel like it's us against the world. I get it. Everyone hates us. The refs are out to stitch us up. However, I can never remember the club writing letters undermining the system and the whole refereeing community. United undermined, during Gary Neville's time, United undermined the refereeing community every single time they're on the pitch almost. And it might not be with letters, it was by their actions on the pitch. No one was like them under Ferguson. So that's just farcical comment for a start. When I look back now, I don't think as players, we always covered ourselves in glory of refs and also at a big club we feel entitled and you have to leave and retire to be able to see that. Arsenal's letter and even the Liverpool statement a few weeks ago brackets they had a genuine bad one on them are wrong do it privately if I was Howard Webb I would stop apologizing to them and get on with it managers and players make far more mistakes mistakes and rest and this is the Howard Webb of course who Gary Neville has had on his show with Jamie Carragher they've had him on his show Michael Owen who has also come out on social media and had this had his say saying it was far more of a disgrace what Arsenal have done he's got his own show with Howard Webb you know for Sky this is brilliant this is just it's extra content you know, they've got the referee, they've come here, they've got the referee show, and it's going to get more and more attention every single time this sort of thing, this controversy happens. It's going to get more and more attention, it's going to get more and more views. For, so for them, it's brilliant. It is absolutely no wonder that the likes of Gary Neville uh, and Michael Owen are uh, on, on their side for this. There's so much of a conflict of interest there from such powerful figures in the game. And it just, yeah, it, it just feels really, really... I saw it, if you haven't read Ask Blogs... Um, column this morning which I advise you do every morning because it's always fantastic I retweeted it earlier and he's had his say on this and talked about how it just it's just an old boys club basically everyone's in it together Sky PGMOL that's how it feels and and it does it absolutely feels like that there's such a conflict conflict of interest here and you know of course Gary, um, Gary of course Michael Owen is not going to criticize how of course he's not he's got a direct line to him he's going to come on his show next time and continue these get even bigger audience figures because of these controversies that are happening when they show these these kind of events so yeah it all just feels totally weird and i absolutely think arsenal are, uh, are in the right by taking this sort of action dave here says gary neville trying to justify his reasoning for it not being a foul was laughable he tried to claim that it was gabrielle's fault for stooping too low to head the ball and he somehow lost his balance and fell over but you can clearly see that the replay that gabrielle had lined himself up in the perfect position to head the ball away until he was pushed to the ground with two hands on his back and neck i remember cedric conceding the penalty at spurs last year for simply leaning into son and jumping for a header this wasn't just leaning it was a two-handed shove in the back 
the lack of consistency in refereeing decisions probably worse more than ever. And it is. Look at this tweet on the right from Gary Neville. He'd already bent forward. If you're watching this on YouTube, you see what I'm talking about. It's a picture, a freeze frame of Bruno Gomares shoving Gabriel and the back of his neck back to the ground as that ball came in when Gabriel was about to clear it. And Gary Neville says he'd already bent forward to flick it on and he threw his legs back. So I've tried to do it. It wasn't a foul. He'd, he'd already limped forward because he was getting himself into the perfect position to head that ball away. The ball was about to land on his head because he'd got himself down into the perfect position to head that ball away. And then Bruno, sho- I mean, Joe Linton shoves him in the back and shoves him under the ball. I mean, it's just such a laughable comment from a defender, first of all. Who would have known? I, you know, I just, I genuinely don't believe him in what he's saying here. I don't believe he doesn't think it's a foul. I think he's doubling down on the statements he's made, and that's it. I absolutely, one hundred percent, don't believe that he doesn't think this is a foul. I think he's just doubling down, as I said, on on what he said. And it is like, like uh, Dave here says, it's that they're laughable reasons trying to justify why the uh, decision was taken. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Uh, someone uh, user MZ7JG9ID7F. Nice. Uh rolls off the tongue username there <laughs> hello charles lots of you and european referees premier league games and vice versa would that help our game i mean it potentially would i do think we probably look through a bit of road tinted glasses at referees from different countries i think if you go to different countries and you speak to their football fans who watch those games week in week out i think they probably think they're just as bad as we think english referees are you know when you what when we watch it for the ch- sort of champions league level obviously that's the top level referee in in europe we're seeing most of the time so it's no surprise that they are decent but i think if you're sort of just go to each if you were in a Serie A you went to Bundesliga you went to La Liga and all the other leagues and you just sat down with their football fans and said what do you think of your your how VARs operated what do you think of how referees officiate the game I'm I'm pretty sure it's probably a fairly similar view to what we view it as right now um I think more it's more the change that's needed is more than just European referees coming over here I think you need absolute better training I think to be fair the rules need to simplify it it's a really difficult job refereeing games don't get me wrong it is really really difficult and they do need support and I don't think the rules help them very much because the rules are so complicated now and what is a decision what you know what's a handball what's not a handball what's offside what's um influence in play all these sort of things it makes it really really difficult so you know I don't want to just sit here and bash on referees but I do think that you know 
real reform needs to happen. Better training needs to happen. And PGMOL needs to be held accountable and it needs to be brought to being fit for purpose. Because in my view, at the moment, it's just not. And we are seeing that every single week. Um, There's a long one here that um, I'm not going to go like massively into because it's uh, it's very long. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can read it. Um, It's from the Arsenal Misfit 2414, who uh, talks about the referee and first of all but then there's the second bit which i thought was interesting says the second reason we are struggling is because of saka's poor play since the end of last season the achilles injury picked up last season has taken away his explosive pace that used to make runs behind the defenders and he can't beat his man one-on-one anymore because of his lack of pace my question is why the this injury was not taken care of in the summer instead of arteta let him go in on international duty and regularly training saka could have used the whole summer to recover from surgery or whatever treatment is necessary. Instead, we have an underperforming player who cannot walk properly after games. This is just another example of Arteta's poor game and player management. Yeah, I'm not sure about this. Look, the club, if he, if they felt he needed an operation, they would have done it. They did it with Gabriel Jesus in the summer. Literally, just as the season was about to, to happen, they decided that he needed an operation because it, things weren't getting better. You know, he'd been fit. He'd been playing through the summer. And then just as the season was about to happen... They took the difficult decision, the tough decision. They're like, you know, you know what? He needs an operation, even if it means he's going to miss the start of the season. So they took that. They would have done the same for Saka. If that's what the... And this isn't down to Arteta. This is down to the medical staff. They're the ones who are, who will be telling Arsenal and telling the coaching staff and feeding back their, you know, analysis and results of all the stuff that they do. They're the ones that will be saying, this is the action we need to take, we think. They did it with Jesus and Arsenal agreed and they put him under the knife and they operated and Arteta admitted at the time it was a tough decision but they felt it was the best decision in terms of him and his health and his fitness and um, so it would have been exactly the same for Saka in my view and this is obviously just my opinion but so I cannot imagine that what they've done in the summer um, is uh, as a result of them thinking you know what sod it let's just try and get him through and keep him playing I'm not sure everything that they've done and the treatment or whatever treatment he's had and how it's been managed has been recommended by the medical department. So I'm not sure I agree with that. I do agree that Saka's clearly struggling a little bit for form right now. He's still contributing fairly well, but he's definitely a little bit quieter. I don't think that's necessarily just down to this injury issue that he's managing. I think Arsenal as a whole are just not as fluent going forward. They're not finding as much space going forward. I think the injuries are having a big part of that. We've talked about the big void that Thomas Partey leaves and that ability to start player from deep. He's not there. Gabriel Jesus not being there for pretty much the entire season has been a huge problem, I think, for Saka and Martinelli. You saw in the games where he has played how much Arsenal have been better going forward when Jesus has been there. You think of PSV at home. You think of Sevilla away. You know, Saka and Martinelli just benefit so much more from having Jesus there. And obviously at the moment, certainly at the weekend, they didn't have Martin Odegaard there, which again was a big, big problem. So I don't think it's necessary just down to the issue, the, this Achilles issue that he's supposedly carrying, that's been reported that he's carrying. Um, but going back to your point on the summer, I just think if they really thought that that was the best way to go, and if they were being told by the medical department that that's the best way to go, they would have done it, just like they did it with Gabriel Jesus. Um, now, sort of moving on from... What happened at the weekend? Big, big game on Wednesday night uh, for Arsenal in the Champions League, of course, against Sevilla. Huge opportunity here to move to nine points with just four, with just two games to go in the group. If they do that, then obviously they put Sevilla out of the equation. Sevilla won't be able to um, overtake them. If Lons beat PSV, 
as well in that game, then that will mean Arsenal have qualified. They won't have topped the group, obviously, but they would have qualified with two games to go because Sevilla would be on two points. PSV would be on two points. The most that they could then get is uh, either of them could be reached reach eight if they won both of their remaining two games. So, um, yeah, Arsenal will qualify with a win um, at the on Wednesday night, and what a you know it would be huge to do that. They still need to go and win top the group, and they need to beat Lance to do that. But that would be a big big benefit for Arsenal with two games to go. You could just ease off the pedal a little bit, um, which would be ideal. It'd be interesting to see who Mikel brings in you know would Zinchenko come back in for this game I would suggest he probably will um I feel Arsenal at home against a team that they're going to fancy their chances against I think they'll go for a little bit more control potentially um and a little bit more sort of attacking threat although you know I'd have no issues with Tommy Asu starting once again at left back um I think he'll go very very strong still I think we're not going to see too many changes for the team that played against um Newcastle at the weekend. We'll have to wait and see if Martin Odegaard is fit. Like I said, I'll be at the training ground tomorrow watching open training. So we'll tell very early on tomorrow if Martin Odegaard is back training with the group or not. Um, if he's not, then, you know, what will he do? Mikel, will he play Jorginho and Declan Rice in that game? Will he go a little bit more attacking and bring in potentially a, a Fabio Vieira um, and have played Declan Rice as a six? You know, those are options that Mikel's going to have to make. Let me know what you guys think, of course, in the comments below. Who should be starting this game? Uh, how should Arsenal set themselves up for this one on Wednesday night? Um, yeah, going to be an interesting one. Going to be a good game, you would, you would hope. Uh, very much looking forward to getting down there on Wednesday. I'm not going to be in the press box for that one on Wednesday. I'm going to be in my seat. Um, but I will be at London Colonies tomorrow for a, what should be a pretty newsworthy day, I imagine, given everything that I've discussed in today's show. And I promise tomorrow... When I come back and do my uh, do a show, we're going to move on from this refereeing controversy. Obviously, there'll be reaction to what Mikel Arteta has to say uh, coming over the next couple of days. But I think now it's time to probably focus on the football a little bit and let whatever process is going to happen off the pitch between Arsenal, between the Premier League, between PGMO happen. And, uh, and then, yeah, we'll give our take when we get a little bit more news on that. But until then, everyone, have a very good Monday, wherever you're watching or listening to this around the world. I'll be back tomorrow to give. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Do all the latest news from London Colney. Have a great day, everyone. Speak to you soon.